Well, hello folks, and welcome to an action-packed We the People. This is the American soccer podcast in which you're going to get to know everything, everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national soccer team. I'm Clayton. I'm a rapper. I'm Ty. I'm a web designer. And we love a baby Nance. It's We the People. It's We the People. It's We the People. It's We the People. Welcome, folks, to uh, this review slash preview episode. It's a classic. This is going to be a classic We the Peeps, folks. It's a half a Rasta pod. (laughs) What even is this episode? We got clips. We got live. We got interviews. We got Rasta changes. We got reviews and previews and game stories and lineups and OMG. So much to pack in. Uh, You guys ready? Are you ready, Ty? You feeling good? So ready. Let's fucking do this thing. First and foremost, uh, real quick, follow us at WTP Pod on Twitter. Reach out to us, man. Hang out with us. Talk to us. Uh, be part of this whole thing. And rate and review the show if you like it, because that's enormously helpful for us. The five stars, please. With the five stars, hit us up. And we might Cinco. review We might reveal your rue on the show. Uh All that being said, we got a lot to talk about today, so let's fucking get to it, shall we? We shall. Line them up. If you stick around at the end uh, of this show, after the final theme, you can hear all the interviews, the actual uh, recorded interviews that Ty did on the day. During the show, we're just going to kind of talk about them, and he's going to explain them to me, because I myself haven't heard them, uh, so so we'll talk about it, and then if you want to hear the whole interview, just... Stay tuned, and and you can hear um, you can hear uh, what are some names, Ty? Who are you going to hear at the end? Uh, Tim Weya. Uh huh. I talked to Sergeant a little bit. I uh-huh. talked to Novakovic. Uh huh. And I talked to uh, Novakovic's family. Uh huh. Straight straight out of Muskegee. Yeah, man. And uh, Keaton Parks's family, straight out of some magical blonde. <laughs> corner of texas we are the first people to consider keaton parks famous enough (laughs) and important enough to us that literally anyone who has ever known keaton parks is important to us we shouts to the parks shouts to the parks also also keaton parks's uh youth coach who encouraged him to go to portugal and we'll we'll tell you all about that all right this guy's the man you can't yeah can't wait Let's discuss. Boys, it's time to play Bolivia. It's a baby, baby, baby roster. It's a fishy roster. Line, let's line them up. Line them up. Both gloves. Alex Bono. Uh, center backs, we're going to have Eric Palmer Brown and your boy Walker Zimmerman. Watch out. Walking Walk not softly. Walk tall. Walk through the fucking clouds, this kid. Uh, on the left, in left back, we'll have Anthony Robinson. Welcome to the squad, my brother. Anthony bro. Jedi. And then the, uh, the, the stalwart, Eric Lehigh, the new Graham Zussi. Uh, in the center of midfield, we're going to have Weston McKenney. It's your boy holding it down in that anchor midfield slot. And we're going to have Joe Corona and Pulisic trying to open, it, open things up in kind of a dual 10 spot. Uh, on the right wing, we're going to have Tim Weah. Young Tim Weah, welcome uh, for the second hey, time. Um, it's Weo. Ayo, with my way And then we're going to have Rubio Rubin on the left to start And your baby boy, the babyest, the prom photo, Josh Sargent 
starts up front. Guys, this was a really fun game. Um, you know, it, it, this is not a challenging Bolivia side, but you know, it's young kids, anything can happen. There was no way to know uh, who was gonna come out on, on, on top. And for the first 20 or 30 minutes, the only thing anyone could pay any attention to at all was Tim Weah, who stole the show for better and for worse. Uh, oh God, yes. <laughs> and then even had a an odd injury experience where he asked totally. to be subbed off and was apparently told he was fine. Um, and was, uh, which all kind of culminated in, uh, and Josh Sargent started to creep in there a little bit. It all culminated in the 34th minute with a Walker Zimmerman goal off of a corner kick. Seemed strange at the time because of all the chances we were creating, but they weren't getting finished, and Walker Zimmerman put this corner the fuck away. Second half came around. We get a couple goals from our baby 18-year-olds before they get subbed off. Uh, you know, it's, it's, as, it's, it's as if they, they just wanted to sneak one in there real quick before they had to leave the field. We saw Josh Sargent be given a gift, a total gift from the Bolivian goalkeeper. And we saw Anthony Robinson... Target forward. Target forward, baby. That's what you target do. Target for all. <laughs> <laughs> Not your target, goalie. Not your target. We saw Anthony Robinson... Dance and dazzle his way into a beautiful mm. assist that Tim Weah slotted uh, with with ease, really. And then uh, and then we got to see a bunch of substitutions, guys. We got to see a balding Julian Green. We got to see Keaton Parks and Andrea Nov Novakovic, the two uh, most exciting families in the in the world of U.S. soccer. And uh, we got to see uh, Lyndon Gooch, Matt Ola Sunday for the I believe the Gooch. first time with us. Gooch, we got a care package waiting for you. And Jorge Villafania eventually would come in uh, in central midfield, which was odd. Sueño. Um, the the last thing I want to mention about this game recap was the uh, overall very good job done by this young, young, <laughs> young, young baby referee who then at the end inexplicably, <laughs> inexplicably assigns five minutes of injury time to this what was otherwise a totally smooth game. So uh, it, was, yeah, it was a strange right, experience right, right there yeah. at the end, but but kind of a funny way to cap it off and just felt so gnats, did it not? Ty, uh, we already talked about your first impressions on the last episode. So having had a second a night, impressions, yeah, let's do second impressions. Well, uh, I think there's two big stories of the game. Um, one is obviously the youth, lots of players getting their debuts, uh, a lot of players, um, you know, actual debuts, a lot of players starting for the first time, scoring for the first time, a lot of firsts, uh, and the, the turning over of new leaves was, was everywhere. And you saw a lot of things like in the first half that you mentioned that you just don't see in a normal game, like Tim <laughs> Weah be, being at, Dave, Dave Sarah can after the game said that he was all over the shop, which I thought was a pretty good way to put it, that uh, he was coming up with some, some nice touches and some nice moves, but was also doing really weird and bizarre things and making really dumb mistakes. And then um, uh, apparently with the injury, he asked to come off, then he got to the sideline, then he decided, no, nah, I'm good, I can go. So what Sarah Can said is that he just thought it was a, kind of typical nervous moment um, in, in the, the kind of first half for, for Weya and that as Weya settled into the game that he became more himself, uh, which we're happy to hear because first half Weya was definitely not what we were hoping to see and not, not the kind of player who would really be able to, you know, crack a, a, a big first team in Europe. So, um, you know, hopefully second half Weya is a little bit more what we should expect. And I, I think that that moment of that, you know, injury kind of perfectly encapsulates the, the, uh, the, I, I guess, naivete or, um, uh, 
not amateurishness, but but the the sort of lack of yeah. he, lack of maturity, the right, of the group, him, of the game. Out there. Um, and there were lots and lots of moments like that. Moments where the ball gets kind of caught under Weston McKinney's feet as he tries to hit a a, a laser from from the top of the box, or um, you know, even Pulisic, Sargent ha- had balls where they just kind of just didn't connect properly on. So there, there were a lot of these like little awkward moments or, or situations where people tried to do a one-two that didn't come off or runs weren't made. Um, that's what you're going to see. But but what you you did see that was was great was the the talent and and you saw a lot of these just little moments where you go wow these kids are way different from the kids we had ten years ago in the same position. Yeah, that's right. I think Tim Weah, you know, don't don't as as Ty mentioned even before this appearance, you know, he's. Even though he's at PSG, uh, you know, temper your expectations. I think where he's at is a really serious contender to be an important player for this team in the future. I don't think he's, you know, we're talking about someone who's only a year younger than Pulisic. And and I think it's really important to make the distinction in class there that, you know. But at the same time, it's worth being excited about this guy, Tim Weah. And this was a a fun game to watch. I kind of don't, I kind of think this game is getting a... A little underrated. Like, this was exciting for me. I, I enjoyed watching this game a lot. It was a win, which is always fun. Nobody got drastically injured. Uh, none, you know, nobody, none of our players embarrassed Pulisic themselves. Took took one to the nog. Oh, he sure did. Which yeah, was a little that scary. Was terrifying. Yeah. I mean, not, not um, Pulisic's day, really. But one another thing that's exciting for me about this game is that, you know, this, this Pulisic did not show up, could not show up, understandably, long season, long fucking life for that tiny, tiny child. Um, but, uh, you know, his team stepped up and, and the, the, the other kids around him stepped up and said, we got this, yo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kenny stepped the fuck up. I exactly. Really and so. that is my second big takeaway. I think the, the, the other big story of this, uh, game, and I think hopefully of this camp as a whole will be that Weston is a leader, if not the leader when in the absence of, of some of the. Uh, senior players. I'm I'm curious to see how he adapts when when it, the full group comes together. But uh, you know, in training, I had the chance to observe training. I got to see him interacting with uh, with teammates a lot. Kind of the the way that he carries himself, the way he deals with with media, the you know his his general vibe and approach. And he is a really unique guy. He, he stands out in all of those situations. You know, during during training, he's uh, he's definitely the class clown. He's he's yucking it up and and making jokes with everybody about everything, while also simultaneously trying to kick everybody's ass at every drill, every rondo, to the extent That's that he was like tight, haggling. Dude. He's haggling over in or out with in these rondos, like who should, who has to go in the middle. But you know, did you touch it? No, I didn't touch. It. He's like getting pissed <laughs> about these like That's totally awesome. irrelevant training exercises, awesome. um, while also being being the hugest. Uh, jokester so he's just one of those like people who always has it turned up to 11 you know yeah. those high intensity high energy people and what i thought was really cool was that he channels that like during the game you know he's in serious west mode and he channels that 11 into just going in hard in to everything to being everything. all over the field to you know getting in the the one scuffle was west and yeah. that is fitting you know the that's that's 
kind of what I would have expected. He's he's kind of in their ears all game and and clipping at their heels all game and being a problem and starting the attack and um, you know so it was inevitable that he was going to get into some sort of altercation. <laughs> and, yeah, I thought they. Ref- and it's great. It's it, it's badass soccer. It's it's U.S. soccer at its finest. What he's doing out there. The it's smart. Uh, there is plenty of technical skill there. There's plenty of. Uh, innate ability, but there's also a lot of grit, a lot of drive, determination, um, and and kind of courage to the way that he approaches the game that is impressive for a player of any age, let alone a player of his age. So couldn't be higher on where the kid is at. Uh, and I see some of the reasons why he's been succeeding in, in, in such a hard environment in Germany. He's doing a great job, man, and he's intense. He's one of those players that takes it just a little bit farther than you're comfortable with, and you need that. You know, you need players on the field who don't see the bounds of the game as the status quo of what's, like, aggressive enough. He takes it just a little farther than that. It makes the ref have exactly. to ask the question, you know, exactly. and, that's, and that's good because then the, you're, you're, the, the players on, you know, when you play a player like that, you are a little scared. You're wondering, does the ref have this guy under control? Are we good? You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and yeah. that, it, that, that's intense, man. It's intense to play somebody like that. How do you think he's going to link up with Tyler Adams as far as leadership? I mean, I know, I, I know you haven't necessarily seen Tyler Adams in person, uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. what do you think yeah. about that connection? Because they both I, have a similar reputation for being they tenacious totally do. And, and leaders I, and intense. Right, right. I think the, the real answer to that question is not just how they will interact together, but the fact that the team needs more than one of that kind of person, you know? Mm. Like, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense to rely on just one person to be that, that person. And so what we need is an entire squad of players who, you know, like those, uh, um, you know, Maradona teams, if you listen to We Came to Win, the, uh, the podcast on, on Gimlet, their host, Nando Villa, is going to be Villa. on our show soon. We interviewed him recently. Great show. They did an episode about uh, the, the Argentina team uh, in the Maradona era. And you need those, those players, the other players on the team who are going to step up, put in those challenges, become the, the uh, center of attention in order for somebody like Pulisic slash Maradona similar, same, same, to, <laughs> same time. Uh, to, thri- to thrive. And that's, that's the other big thing about this, this McKenney phenomenon is that it's obvious to me, um, like the, the press conference uh, Sunday morning was, was Pulisic, and it's Pulisic being kind of sad and pissed that he's, <laughs> I mean, I, I think he, he respects the media. He does a good job. You know, he answers questions well. Um, but it's very, very obvious that this is not a, happy moment for him you know yeah. being two two weeks away from a world cup that he's not going to be in uh that's kind of a brutal situation and every you know being back in pennsylvania playing you know ostensibly at, at home for him like he's the player who gets the biggest cheer he's the player who gets the most attention he you know by far the most uh, jerseys i saw were Pulisic jerseys and it's too much you know it's too much for him to be to be virtuosic uh, and and the leader and the responsible one for when the team succeeds or fails. And so the emergence of guys like Weston and guys like Tyler is just beyond pivotal in allowing Pulisic to actually do his thing. Um, so I think it's, a, it's just as important that we develop that side of the core as the side of the core that, that Pulisic represents. Yeah, at this point, it's more important. We already got the Pulisic part. You know, let's, yeah. let's work on I mean, on we could other. use a backup. So, we could use somebody to play left wing, you know, or right wing. 
right. uh, when Pulisic's on the other side, um, barring uh, Seth Curry's ascension. <laughs> Seth Curry, Kenny, Seth, Kenny Curry Seth. The, uh, making moves. The Seth, the, the, uh, the, so you know, we we could obviously use more, um, but what it what it tells me is that you know the the team won't be going forward the Christian Pulisic show. It shouldn't be. I would much rather it be the Weston McKenney show with Pulisic happening to actually be the best player, but with all the attention going to Weston because he's the kind of personality who I think craves that. Like I yeah. think he, that energizes him. That that yeah. makes him gives him gives him the um, motivation and the the inner drive to to play his best game. Like you know, and the and the haircut. I mean, my God, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little yedlin. <laughs> I miss it. I'm, I I'm, I gotta say, I would not. I would have. I I would. I'm not a fan. I'm just gonna say it. I'm not a fan. I don't You're think not a fan. His, I don't think it fits his head shape. You know what I mean? I, mm, yeah, that's, there that's, is a head shape uh, problem. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, the kid's got to do his thing. So, so you were yeah, you, gotta do your thing. You were talking uh, about um, yeah. A, you were talking a little bit about before this. We we started recording about the difference in vibe uh, between this <laughs> camp and the last camp that you were present for. Uh, yeah, can you tell right. us a little bit about that? What what. What are you sensing as far as the overall tone? Yeah, totally. So the last time I was around uh, the media stuff or did the did the in-person media stuff was the Costa Rica match, which going into that match was supposed to be, you know, uh, Bruce Arena's uh, con- continuation of his, his victorious ascension, and uh, he hadn't lost a game yet. Um, and the vibe going into that game, even though it was a... deadly serious match was that well of course we're going to win because we've won this fixture you know the last four or five times we've played it um and that the team's playing so well and hasn't lost yet under under the new coach and the ship has been righted and so the it it felt like much much more of an optimistic and um uh almost like happy and not just happy because there's a lot of happiness to a kind of camp like this too but there's also a sense that shit can go wrong you know, and the the fact that the World Cup is on the horizon, the fact that this camp was, you know, ostensibly going to be the send off for the World Cup bound U.S. That's national right. team, and has instead become this. So there's there's a little bit of a sense of uh, of that you know missed opportunity hanging heavily over the 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 kids as they do this because they they get it like they realize that the reason they're here is because shit got really bad. Um, and so I don't sense much of that when it comes to the, the players who are newer, who, you know, weren't involved in the last cycle, but guys like Pulisic, I think you can really clearly see the, the, the weight of that failure at this particular moment. And I think it's, it's actually going to be until the next time, uh, the U S qualifies before that really starts to abate and maybe it will never abate. There's a certain, you know, wisdom that you get, I think from failure, uh, and, and, uh, a, a, um, you, you get pissed by it and you get, you start to feel that, yeah, everything's not going to go my way. And some, some people react to that by, um, by shrinking and some people react to that by kind of growing into it and using it as, as fuel. Um, so hopefully politics in the latter camp, but it was like, that was something I distinctly noticed was like, there is a difference to the way that, you know, him in particular, um, it seems to be looking at the game and, and the, the, uh, uh, what would you say the the pedigree of U.S. soccer has changed distinctly by the fact that this failure occurred? Um, How do you mean? It's always going to be different. 
Oh, just yeah. that like like the, the 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 yeah this is one of those experiences that you can never you have to have experiences like this in order to be able to win you know because part exactly, of winning yeah, is like right. is staving is fighting a rea- being a winning team you have to fight a reality that doesn't yet exist so being like a mm-hmm. first place team exactly you're saying exactly. you're not it's not difficult to win if you're Bayern or maybe Real Madrid in the Champions League but you have to you can never get soft because if you for a second forget the possibility of failure and losing is right around the corner at every given moment no matter how long you consistently win for and so it, these kinds of experiences i hope for Polisic will become that like shadow around the corner that he'll never allow himself to experience again you know and yes. he'll be yeah. even when he's doing well in a team or in a league or you know, in whatever the situation it can may all be, be taken from you, it can all be taken and, you know, push harder, get push further, go, get better, improve even more and don't and ever let it catch up to you. The, the comparison or description of it that I would give from my own perspective as a fan is going into that. Uh, do you remember that game? It was in the not not the hex, the pre hex uh, against Guatemala, where the U.S. lost away to Guatemala. <sighs> Fuck. And then had to come back to come back home. And if Guatemala won that game, the U.S. was out of the World Cup. Uh, and so there was, or was it might not have been a certainty, but it was going to go down to a really low percent. Um, so, and I remember going into that game, we were you know on this air going, oh my god, this is so crazy. This, it's kind of scary, man. The U.S. could go out. I would not be as blithe or as uh, cheerful about that game, like. Like, oh, this is, it, it used to be kind of exciting that right. we could go out yeah, of the World Cup. Yeah. It was like, it was like, wow, isn't this cool? Like, this is intense. This is a real, real, like, crazy situation. Here. And now, now having felt that pain of Shit's being. It's not funny anymore. It's not funny at all. And that, that's, that's what I'm talking about with the team. It feels like they, they realize kind of the stakes that they play for the, you know, the guys who were there and around for that, for that, uh, debacle, um, in a, in a way that they never had before. Because it, the U.S., like, you know, again, we came to win. Great episode about the 1990 uh, qualifying cycle. They they had some pressure on them, certainly. But, like, the 86 team, you know, they didn't have pressure on them to qualify. It's been the, it's the first time that there has been this, you know, actual existence of a U.S. soccer fan base, of a media, of a culture that had been let down, you know, and I think yeah. they, they understand how, how significant that is and they understand it. They, they're treating everything much, much differently on the other side of it. So hopefully going into the next cycle, it, it becomes something that is a, is a motivator. Well, yeah, going into and the next cycle. This is the it. next cycle. This, dude. We're the, we're, yeah. Fuck that. We 2022 or whatever. They're playing this tournament. This, why are they playing this World Cup in the middle of the next cycle? It's so weird. It's so weird. So bizarre. So, yeah. guys, uh, we move forward. We move onward. We shake off that fucking karma, and we never let it happen again. Uh, and, and this is a decent way to start. This baby roster took home the 3-0. Christian Pulisic shakes hands with everybody and goes the fuck home. Along with him, uh, we saw a, bu- a, a bunch of changes to the roster in the past couple days, so let's start turning our gaze. Unless, Oh, no, wait, before we do that, uh, you talk to uh, some, some fam bams out there. You talk to Novakovic's family. You talk to your new pookie baby. Oh, the new poop. So let's quickly so, touch on that before we move on. Guys, welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Dive in. It's a feast. It's a feast 
and we're gonna get to it all. It's a smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. Um, uh, so I, I have two two kind of uh, threads there on like what it was actually like in the stadium. Yeah. Um, so it's a, a smallish uh, venue and was not full. It was about two thirds full, um, which meant that you could pretty easily like pick people out, you know. And so I heard uh, during the game that the, the Parks family was there. I didn't realize that the Novakovic family was there. But I went after uh, we recorded our little, our little hit after, um, after the game. I ran down and was just like hunting around, just like looking out at, you know, different parts of the stands trying to figure out where they were and was able to find both the Novakovic's and the Parks's Amazing. Uh, hanging out in the concourse. Both beaming, of course, mega proud, <laughs> super excited, particularly the Parkses, having never had that experience before. Um, and they, they both rolled mega deep, I, I, double digits for so both. awesome. So they, and, and it just, there's something so cool about that and so, um, so almost quaint about like the proportion of the fans at the stadium who were related to a player, you know, it had kind of like a lower division feel <laughs> almost classic, yeah. uh, in a good way. And like, yeah, I definitely want the U S to be, you know, selling out giant stadium and for it to be a hot ticket and all this stuff. But I also kind of dig that, uh, the, that, the, there's something, uh, kind of sweet and innocent about U S soccer in the larger U S sports landscape that you can have that kind of experience. So that was really cool. Um, and you know, they, they Remember were, guys, you know, stay couldn't tuned have been for the whole interview after the share. Yep. The, the families couldn't have been more, uh, psyched. You, you, you could tell how, how big a moment it is for them. Um, and the, you know, the parents especially are just like overwhelmed with, with, like, I, I, I was talking to Keaton Parks's parents about how, like when my kids put their shoes on in the morning, I'm like mega proud. So I can't, I can't even imagine the, the kind of feeling that, that you would get watching your kid do something so, so awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's just the beginning, you know, for, for both of those kids. Parks looks to be a really uh, important part of uh, Benfica's season next year. And he showed in this game why. I mean, in his looks limited good, man. The kid's cameo, got the stroke. So smooth. He's got, he's got, yeah, the, he's got stroke. the stroke. He's got, he's got kind of the Heinemann. He's got a case of the Heinemanns about him. <laughs> he does. And, he uh, does. and uh, he's, he's, he's silky. Maybe Dude, he's silky. America's next top Heinemann. Maybe he is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, there's, we just missed. We were a little early on America's. <laughs> It's not Hindman. It's not. It's not. But he's he's 100% my new Pookie baby. This guy's Hell great, yeah. and um, and I think he, yeah, he's just got it. He's got the swag. He has the the technique, and all of a sudden he has the height. And um, yeah, I he's heard got a, he's got a Busquets like figure. Indeed, I heard that uh, that when he was in high school that he was a short kid, and confirmed that because his uh, his youth team coach was there. Um, and I talked to his youth team coach for a while Holy shit. and That's his youth awesome. team coach was, was explaining that. Yeah. He, he, people used to say, Oh, you know, don't, he, he can't, he'll, he'll never make it because he's too small. And he grew like a foot in, in several years and after moving over. Um, so that, that's, that's awesome because he has the mentality, um, of, uh, of a smaller player while having the frame of a larger player. So he had to, he had to, you know, figure out how to deal, how to, how to play without the size, you know? He's not yeah, one of those kids who, who was just a beanpole and, and took advantage of it. Like uh, Haji Wright kind of comes to mind. Yeah. Um, and so, I, so yeah, that, that gives me even more hope for his future that, that he was able to do that. And what the, what the coach was saying uh, was that um, the, that was kind of the, 
he was actually the origin of the idea of going over to Portugal because I think, uh, shoot, I can't exactly remember if the coach had played in Portugal, um, but he was saying that he had some connections over there and he was like, look, you're a special player. I think you can make it. And that was the the push huh. that he got it was this, this, you know, proximate kind of figure. Um, so he kind of, that's what we talked about on last show, kind of circumventing the, the MLS Academy system and, and just going over there and must've had a relative or something to make it possible, um, to, to, you know, get the visa and all that. So it's great to hear another, uh, one of those, uh, alternate vectors that, that we've been talking about of, um, how a, a national team player can come to be. Um, and it was cool hearing that firsthand. So yeah, definitely check that out at the end of the show. Yeah, that's so great, man. And and we love the fams. We're all about the fams uh, here on on all We the People. It. I love it. I we, love it. You know, this is this is uh, uh, this is about more than uh, the than than W's and L's. Uh, you know, we're we're a part of something very odd that I don't think any of us fully understand. But as a result, this podcast, as a result of American soccer culture, this podcast exists. So do a bunch of other awesome ones. And these families are here on the field, uh, you know, enjoying uh, this experience in a way that might, certainly wouldn't be possible in any other country. There's a weird combination of like developed and underdeveloped that's happening here. And, and, it, yep. and it's really cool, man. It's, it's really fun to it be is. a part of. So it is. We, we are so grateful uh, just to be um, allowed to take part in this. We're so grateful for you guys who are listening to the show um, and, and following us at WTP Pod and rating and reviewing. And uh, it just, it, it's, it's fucking rad. It's really cool to hear about that. It that is really fucking rad. With them. And, and the, the thing is, like, I, I see it as an interesting story. I see it as fun and exciting, um, you know, the, to, to see those kind of things happening. But I, I actually do see it as a big part of the progression of the sport, you know, sure. because I think you talk to some of these, to, to fans, for instance, people who are Americans who are fans of other national teams, okay? Those are people who grow up in a family context where that rooting for that national team is, is just unquestioned, you know, and that's the role that family has in each individual's soccer journey. And the more people have a soccer journey that involves the U.S. team, the better, you know, that's what we've been waiting for. Like, and that's why this is like a generational glacial pace towards improvement is that you, you, you just can't take it back. Once you love the Mexican team, once you love the Costa Rican team, once you love the Honduran team, you can't take it back and and become a, a a fan of the Nats. You know, you might you might appreciate the Nats. You might watch them, but you might what admit it that takes they're finally is, good one day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what it what it and make fun of them when they're not. Yeah. But what it takes is that waiting, is that just waiting you for have them to be families. not good again, so that you can shit. You on have them to again. have families who love the U.S. national team together, yeah. like our family. You know developed into loving the u.s national team together that's right that's where culture comes from and culture is where success comes from so so to me i see it as more than more than kind of a feel-good thing like i think that's exactly what we need in order to be progressing so so props and uh and happy for for y'all the one other um quick note i want to uh make about the stadium experience was um the crowd was i think like pretty suburban pretty white uh, and you know, we noted going into the game that the this this friendly, which is perhaps the most meaningless of U.S. national team matches that you can uh, attend, the one that's the most about getting getting lots of people there and getting them psyched about the team. Um, it would have been over a hundred dollars to take a kid, have a hot dog, 
and park and get a, get tickets to the game. And that was the benchmark that we had set as like, look, if it's over a hundred dollars, that's the that's where you start really losing people. You know, yeah. that's that's crazy expensive. And then you think of oh, that's just you and one of your children. If you try to take a family of four to the game, then you're creeping up closer to two hundred dollars. And who has two hundred dollars for two hours of entertainment? You know what I'm saying? So I do. Um, I know what then, you're saying, and it's and it's it just seems like such a missed opportunity. But it's because of this big little phenomenon where it's like the the team has an identity of being a major a major sports team in a major sports nation, and mm-hmm. it's not. So they're, they're, they're right, trying right. to make money off of it in that model that it's a this right. we're a big deal or we're, if we're not a big deal right now we we almost are we're almost there right and they keep right. saying exactly. that like yeah. oh we're almost a big deal we're almost a big we're not we should make ourselves a big deal by opening up the doors. And so yeah so I'm I'm driving to the game uh, the town that stadium is in Chester it's a majority black area. Uh, it did not feel driving through the town that there was anything special going on. Like it just didn't seem like this was this was like a big event that was relevant to the people who are actually living in the town where the game is taking place. And it seemed like it was just more of a nuisance with lots of people coming in from out of town. I don't know the you know I don't know the stats. I don't know the whatever breakdown of of how many people who are in that area actually give a damn and would even want to be there. Um, but it did feel kind of incongruous to me that you had this this bubble of U.S. soccer that it's it's the actual national team that represents everybody that's supposed to draw from everybody and bring together the best of everybody. You have a crowd that is not reflective of the demographics of where you're playing the game, and you have empty seats. You know, so I'm looking out over over a top stand that is that has seats in it, and and to the left. Are, is a community that seems not engaged and like there, you know, maybe isn't isn't a lot of uh, whatever involvement or, or, or uh, outreach to to that community, and you have a ticket price that would make it prohibitive for lots and lots of people to actually make it to the game. So I just, it's it's just hard for me to see the case for for doing things that way. Like why would like is the is bumping revenue up you know a couple percent from this friendly going to trump the opportunity to get people from uh from from nearby to maybe try the team out you know to try soccer out Uh, no i think it's a it's a it's an oversight it's like don't drop the prices we're going to improve the product and we're going to improve interest in the product over time Mm -hmm. and what that really is doing without saying it is oh uh we're just going to find more rich people that like this it, it, right, it, right. I guess so. Yeah. You know, I, and that's not. I think that's an. It's an accident that I don't think anybody would explicitly state that, but the, their methods are. That's what these methods lead to is just. Yeah. Eventually, well, finding more rich people to buy these expensive tickets rather I don't, than yeah, introducing. I, I don't more think it's a matter of uh, anything deliberate. I just think it's kind of the way that things have always been. Like the crowd has always been like this, and yeah. the, the culture has always been like this, and. Right. What what I what I want to see, you know, it, what I want to see is is active attempts to change, you know, to change the tide, to change the normal way that things things tend to go, and to come up with new ideas for for how we can make these things happen. I think everybody, uh, and certainly the the you know folks at U.S. Soccer would all agree that everybody wants more involvement with every community in the U.S. from you know white kids in in Connecticut to Hispanic kids in 
Texas to, you know, Japanese kids in California, um, everybody, I, I think, wants everybody involved. So it's just a matter of being creative and, and intentional and putting the, the effort into finding ways to do that. And I think a lot of that is on, on the way. You know, there's now a chief inclusion officer at U.S. Soccer, which is a, a, great. a step towards that kind of thing. And, uh, and we like that. But we just I want to note that, and I know that on our show, the, these kinds of things are important to us. Uh, and so the only way that we can actually start to make change is by talking about these things. And these are topics that typically don't get discussed because they're uncomfortable. Like I'm quite uncomfortable talking about it, but <laughs> we, we need to. But it's important and, to talk about it. Yeah, it's it, important to talk about it. And it's important for you to share your authentic experience having gone. So yeah. I want to say thank you uh, on behalf of all the peeps uh, out there and, and uh, just on behalf of myself. Thank you for going to that game and uh, being, being willing to, to, uh, you know, put the time in to, to really soak it all in and, and try to fully oh, understand dude. all the deets for We the Peeps, man. It, it, so great. Really so great you. being there. And then the, the, my last point on that is like, I, I don't want to cast it as a, as a black, white thing or even a you know, like minority, majority kind of thing. Um, it's because I, I think there are lots and lots of pockets of types of people, whether it's based on ethnic lines, income, based on culture, you know, I, I know that we in the in the Asian community, both Japanese American guys, um, it's it's very uh, it's almost looked down upon to dream about athletic success. You know, and so like the, all of these things, I just I want people to be able to uh, enjoy the game together. The U.S. is all about finding finding one of. <laughs> what did we say? It was one of the shows where we're like, we don't care who you are, but we want one of you on the national team. <laughs> yeah, we want one of everything. And that's the spirit. We're like, building I just, Noah's I, Ark in this bitch. I want more people to love soccer, and I want anybody who loves soccer to be able to access the national soccer team of their nation, you know, and especially yeah. in America, I feel like it's it's more important than ever and something that we can all, uh, we can we can get to know each other around. So it's, you know, let's we do sure this. We sure can. So, uh, this we're gonna we're gonna shift focus here. We're gonna start looking towards uh, what is to come, um, and uh, you know, there's a lot of changes happening in this roster. Um, trying to connect this back to macro changes, <laughs> socio political <laughs> changes, whatever, dude. So let's say goodbye to a few people and say hello to some others, okay? So goodbye to Alex Bono, Alejandro Guido, Lyndon Gooch. Got a care package for you. Reach out to us on Twitter at WTP Pod. We got uh, goodbye, Ethan Horvath. Goodbye, Matt Olasunde. Welcome to the, you, you look fun. I, I can't wait to get to know you. Um, <laughs> have a rest, Christian Polisic. Take it easy. Put your feet up. Or maybe do some media shit for Dortmund. I don't know what you're up to. And peace One out, Walker things. Zimmerman. Uh, welcome in. Welcome in the revolving door. Careful, it's moving quickly. Zach Steffen and William Yarborough. Uh, we're also going to have Shaq Moore join us from Levante. Uh, Tim Parker. DeAndre Yedlin, the stalwart veteran by now. DeAndre Yedlin, the... the, the, the the one who will bridge both generations. Uh, and then we've got the exciting Tyler Adams in midfield, Luca Della Torre, Kenny, what do we say? Seth Curry. Seth Kerr. Seth Kerr. Shaboy Seth Kerr. Will Trap Shoot with the robot ball, hands out balls. there. <laughs> with the three Will balls trap. and the Seth Kerr. Get in. Will Trap get in there with the robot hands and, uh, I guess, why don't you, Bobby Wood? So we're going to go play Ooh. Ireland. It's going to happen on Saturday. Um, and I'm going to have Swami Jurgen swoop in here with the uh, media deets for that. 
The game will be broadcasted by ESPN2 and Unimas. You can also catch that on Fubo. I'd give you my code, but that might fuck my shit up. Thank you much, Swami. Um, it's so nice that we have Swami because so we don't helpful. have to do any show prep. It's he transcends the <laughs> he transcends the bounds of time and space to be our and production assistant. National origin. He's a. <laughs> He's an he's ambiguous. A German guru. He, gets, he sounds kind of Italian figure. when he gets pissed. Italian? Oh, watch, I got it. Oh, fuck, I got that. Yeah. Uh, so, Ty, what do you think about this new roster? Uh, can you tell us uh, anything? Well, let's start with the roster changes. What do you think about the roster changes? First impressions, new names, goodbye, Pooley Baby. What kind of team is this looking like now? Uh, well, hopefully the same team. That's right. That's been our, uh, our consistent uh, theme, and that was something that I asked um, Josh Sargent about and uh, talking about the the you know attempt at consistency between all the teams and it yeah. seemed like that had been pretty drilled into his mind that that's the case um it's something that you know maybe 4 or 5 years ago i would definitely not have even thought of like i it seemed like everybody every youth team coach at these world cups was kind of figuring out what they could be, how they could best deploy their their personnel figuring out systems that that suited that um, and now you do have this this uh, this clear identity. So that was cool to hear some some confirmation of that, like from the inside. Um, so that's what I'm hoping for is that we see the same positions being played as we did last time. Uh, we got asked um, on Twitter the the uh, uh, um, someone asked about the difference between the four three three and the four one four one, and got to have a good good little. Huh. Uh, chain about that talking about how on tv it was called a 4141 and i was um for so so tell me about that there's a there's there you can see it as a 4141 or a 433 i guess in the 433 it's the three central midfielders corona Polisic, and mckenny and then up front it's rubin Sargent, and tim weah mm-hmm. in the 4141 it would be mckenny on his own and then a line of four rubin corona Polisic, weah and then one sergeant. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, and uh, I, I am perfectly fine with it kind of being both things at the same time, as long as what you have are uh, are three attack-minded players up front, two wingers and a striker, and then you have three um, midfielders whose combined Nucleus job players. is to yeah to to break up the play uh, when the opponent has the ball, and then also connect the team um, when when we're on the front foot. And uh, so, yeah, that, that was that, that was an interesting uh, thing to, to notice was that they, they did announce it that way. Um, but I didn't see that as, like, problematic with this idea because I, what I saw, the actual way that the team was playing was the way that I'm used to seeing these, uh, these youth teams play um, and the way that we've seen depends. Sarah Khan set up as well yeah. um, every At time. Sarah so. Khan. Yeah. The, Saru Khan. He, he, you know, it depends on uh, the. It's the same system, but different. Reacting to different match scenarios, I think. I think, yeah, I think it's mainly a kind of academic distinction. But um, the but but from what I saw, I'm satisfied that you know the system is being played the the same way that it had been at, uh, with these 17s and the 20s, and you know, yeah. um, and and that's that's what we want. We want. You know, game by game, sure, they're going to make adjustments. Certain players are going to play higher, play lower, you know, combine differently, play on the left or the right, whatever. 
but that there's a very clear idea that these, you know, 11 slots on the field have distinct roles in our system. I want there to be a US 4-4-4-4-3-4-3-3. God, I want this 4-4-3 so bad. I keep talking about it. Every, Alex Bono, get out here. Yeah. Um, um, so I want, I, want the, I want there to be a, like, nomenclature around it. Like the yeah. Tab Ramos... Four three three or something. It really like is. That. It's the tab, bro. This is yeah. the tab. Yeah, Tab's get out there in the tab. Hand. And uh, we'll put, you know, we, in tab we trust. Different different tab tab Ramos roles for each each of these players, and then we have this kind of clear um, vocabulary for the the positions that the players are playing, uh, and we have clear decisions to make about. No, we don't, but clear decisions we get to criticize about what the coach thinks <laughs> uh, about whether somebody belongs, you know, where they belong within this system, but we're not, you know, it's not going to be five at the back. It's not going to be two strikers up front. The, no, those no. things are fixed and that's just the way that we play. And if, if, if an individual player is not, you know, perfect within that system or not optimal within that system, tough because the system is the thing that matters. Um, and is. that's that's ultimately the way that we're going to, um, I think, have have the most success is if we let go a little bit of the kind of freelancing between different situations and just stick to this one consistent idea. As I think we shall, um, it's it's going to be exciting to see how this all lines up. And I don't want to go down the wormhole of like guessing lineups and shit like that. So in lieu of that, uh, I wonder if maybe we can uh, talk a little bit about who these people are. Who are these people? Who are these people? Who the fuck are these people? Orland! Orland! Get in. Uh, so Get in they, they missed out on qualifying for the World Cup in the playoff. They made it to the playoff. They lost to Denmark. Uh, they got kind of crushed at home. Very depressing. Five one. I think the the first leg was uh, was nil nil away at Denmark. Second leg, you come home. You got that nice road result. Joyful stadium, silenced. Lots of like crying children. All that stuff. Bad scenes. Um, and that has prompted a you know a, a reflective period as as you would. Um, some some older names stepping away from the team. Uh, Wes Houlihan, in particular, being a, a really kind of important uh, cog in, in not not cog, but actually a leader in, in what they were doing before, um, and obviously the the Robbie Keane generation is is not coming back. Um, so they're they're having to look to the future. They're facing a little bit of a crisis in their development, which reminds me of of some conversations that have about our that we have about our team, which is that uh, the the majority of their good young players are English. Players with Irish heritage who they mm. have to recruit and convince to play for the, the Ireland team instead of the England team. Um, and that's, that's a, you know, a familiar conundrum to any um, U.S. fan. You have your, your promising John Brookses of the world, and you're, you're grateful to have the John Brookses of the world, but you also have to make sure that the kids in your country are developing um, towards being top-level players too. Um, so they're, they're, yeah. you know, a team in transition, uh, they're going to play, they, they don't seem to have like a very clear, um, uh, methodology or style. They, they're kind of like, uh, mixing things up, especially in these in the context of these friendly. So I've seen some, some lineups with five at the back, for instance. Um, the, I guess only consistent theme I can pick out is that they, they have been playing, uh, two holding midfielders. So I think there's a little bit of, 
um, you know, emphasis on, on playing a stout, organized game. Uh, so it should be a good test. Most of their players play in the English Premier League. Uh, a lot of you know high high level uh, talent. You know compared to some versions of the U.S. roster, maybe maybe not this one, but um, you know so so it should be should be a solid uh, challenge. Last time we were there, our uh, team got turned sent sent back to the states <laughs> hard. It was a four nil loss, if I recall. Um, that it was kind of a moment oh, of like, oh that. yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not there yet. Like we're not yeah. even at the level where we can beat a team of like premier league, you know, nobodies. So, right. so, so hopefully, um, you know, coming out of this one, we're, we're thinking, wow, we, we can beat a team of premier league nobodies. Uh, and totally dude. Yeah. Yeah. We, th- this team can, Yes. Uh, yeah, we'll find out. I mean, we'll, yeah, find, we'll find out. out. We'll find it, out. I think it's a. It'll be a good marker. I think we could. We could have. Uh, you know, we could. We could lose well. That'd be. Uh, that's a possibility here. This could be a triumphant loss for could us. Could be a triumphant loss. A triumphant um, fishy loss. No, I mean, triumphant I, I, fishy loss. I think. I, mean, I think they'll bring in. I guess they're they're still a little thin at striker. If your choices are Bobby Wood or or an 18-year-old. That's not good. That's not That's good. Not good. Um, but, you know, we, we'll have a... Uh, sorry, you said no, we're not going to do lineups. I was, I was about to... No, like, I mean, let's do it. Let's do it. I, 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 I like, about I'm it too. looking for it. I'll put it this way. I want to see Seth. I want to see Seth Curry <laughs> just yeah, dropping Seth bombs from there. deep. Um, and uh, I, I guess they'll have to find somebody to play out on the right side. Ouch. Oof. Who's going out there? Maybe they'll put Adams up there or something. What does um, Luca Della Torre play? Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, Luca Della Torre is is more of a ten. It's kind of a okay. c- classic uh, central. He's he's a distributor type from what I've seen. Um, I've seen very little of him, but um, and he is at Fulham. So he's he's a you know young player trying to break in there. They just got promoted, which is ironically probably bad for him because um, he'll probably have to go out on loan to get minutes. So he's in, he's kind of in a similar situation where like Heinemann was a couple of years ago and it hasn't worked out for Heinemann, but maybe for Delatore. Um, so yeah, so we got yeah we got Seth coming in, we got Trap coming in. I would straight up rather see Sargent than than Wood. I think pretty much everyone oh, can God, agree yeah. on that. Yeah, sign me uh, up. But doesn't mean we're gonna <laughs> doesn't mean we're gonna get that. I mean, Sarakin wants to win games, so. Uh, but I don't know why you tried Bobby Wood to win games, but I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I, I, if, be nice to have back. if the U.S. is playing for my for my life, if I'm going to lose, if I'm going to be killed, if the U.S. loses this game, I want Sergeant. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, me too. Yeah. Especially right now, he's hot, dude. The kid's hot. He's hot. The kid's on fire. <laughs> it's it's so great how the goalie just passes to him. It's a, what a skill. What a talent he is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's on it. He's having a little bit of his his story. You know, we caught Jordan Morris in this era too, and we got a lot of good out of him at at this kind of moment in in a similar moment. I guess for Jordan Morris, it happened four years later at the end of college, which is sad. But um, you know, same idea. Like he was hot for a minute, and I think Josh Sargent is there, and I think you fucking play him because what he what's Bobby Wood? What even if Bobby Wood scores, that's almost a bad outcome. Like if Bobby Wood has a good game for the Nats, that's bad for <laughs> it's everyone. A bad yeah, it's like it's like a relationship that you know you break up, you get back together. Oh man, maybe this time it'll work. You know, no, you want change. it to be as shitty as possible. Yeah, you want it to be shitty yeah, so that you yeah. learn your stupid lesson. 
<laughs> get out get out of dodge i'm sorry i i love the guy i just he's i love the guy i love watching him play you know he's, speaking he's of speaking of, of japanese kids like we want we we're so pumped about bobby wood so but he's pumped. just he just does not belong on the u.s national team unfortunately he's just not that good <laughs> and not. it's time to just move hey, on like baby baby see... julian baby julian is not good he's not a good soccer player yeah. He's he's, he's gonna be you know he'll have a like solid second division career. Yeah, Julian Green truly truly is the new. Uh... Clayton will now attempt to recall the name Juan Agudelo. The oh, new Hoodster. I've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's everything okay. Yep, everything's okay. Oh, just sorry. just sad talking. No, just, <laughs> just sad. Okay, sad. I thought you had audio issues, but you were just uh, being sad. Yeah, no. that happens. Just a little sad, but it's it's gonna be cool, man. It's gonna be all good. We're gonna get to see some good stuff versus Ireland, and we might even get to see a win. Join us for it all, folks. Stick with us for all of that, because after this game, we're gonna go ahead and uh, talk about it, and then preview you guys for France. Unfortunately, Ty will not be there in France. Uh, just I will again, not. Had a, I will had a, not. He had a yeah. dentist appointment that day. He could right, have been right, there, yeah, could have been, totally. but just had a right. thing. And my my kid happen. has a play date. I can't go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 gonna be uh it's gonna be fun and and I'm fuck it I'm looking forward to it man I could see I could see some cool stuff happening I th- I think the most exciting thing to watch right now what you should watch for if you're if you're looking for reasons to give a shit about this game what to watch you for. should watch for Tyler Adams and Weston McKenney uh, hell yeah them. I could I want to oh. see them. I want to see them as the t- the double ten uh, pressers, yes. and then someone Man. else uh, potentially somebody will trap else holding as the as the, the deep line. Yeah. Because really, yeah. I think long term, uh, we could see a Michael Bradley there uh, for the next tournament. Uh, for, yeah. in twenty twenty two, I think that sure. if if there's going to be a bearded Bradley, uh, ancient Jedi Bradley to return to this team, it's going to be in the deep lying six. And I would love to see a young spry McKenny and Adams in the center because I truly don't, I'm kind of laying out my manifesto here as it, as it comes to me, but I, tr- I really don't think Polisic should be in the middle. I think he should be out wide or try him out as a striker, but I don't think he's a center midfielder. Uh, so we have Polisic out wide on the right, somebody oh, so on the spicy. left. Then we have Mc- so spicy uh, Cent- center forward. Polisic is great. I think he that he's better for he'd be better for that than than trying him at the time. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you want some hold up play. Here, Fuck out of here. <laughs> this kid can just dribble around the team. <laughs> it's it's like because like, he has yeah. very good slip touches and slip passes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He no, yeah, nine, the, he could be a nine, dude. He could be a good nine. right. But the, he would be he would be an eight and a half or what do you call it? Yeah, nine and a half? A, a little bit of a, a false old school Rooney, yeah. nine and a half type where you're like. Yeah. The, the, where they what, what they do is they're not pushing the line like they're not standing between the center backs all the time they're trying to get the center backs to come forward too far so that the wingers can get space can like right. make diagonal runs into the space that they're vacating um so yeah I, I like that idea i like and and i like that we can just discuss this okay there's basically four places on the field that Pulisic can go <laughs> you know and right. uh, the 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 nine is just us so so it's and and the left side. Literally, right. nobody really thinks that. I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody it's just thinks us. that. Yeah. But I think well, I, I if it if it, if it, you know the, the, I seriously think it could work. But whatever. I think so what too. I think I think you only have to watch uh, Marco Royce to to understand yeah. how that could play out. Yeah. Yeah. 
he, he's they've got a similar thing going and, and, and he could be know, a little jamie vardy ish too a little a little like a little smaller guy like sneaking in there cloop, sneaky. In it. sneaky sneaky guy sneaky. you know yeah, yeah. anyways like we're it. lucky to have him anywhere truly anywhere so it'd yes. be fun so watch for tyler adams and weston mckenney because mm-hmm. uh they're leaders man these kids are cool and and it's, it's gonna be some hot fire out there hot fucking fire out there ty yeah, you, if uh, I had you to, got any it, final thoughts here well, if I had to uh, to put you know put a bet on players who would make it to the World Cup were we to qualify um, next the the twenty twenty two the big one yeah the big not one this, the one that matters. not this um interim this is a, a B team gold uh, B team <laughs> this World, World Cup is the Saru Khan yeah the Saru Khan it's just the interim <laughs> convention yeah interim where everyone convention, gets together yeah. to right, wait for right, a little bit. Right. Saru Khan 2018 and and yeah so for 2022 uh Weston Weston's on the plane let's get a plane going to Qatar yeah let's right just now. get it just that wheel that out in JFK get it out there get some flat screens going you know they can all hang out there Weston gets his ticket to the plane right now and and Adams is really close I just, god I love this kid and he, he's really like every time him. I see him play I get more and more impressed and so to, to um, see those two operating together will certainly be a, a treat. And, you know, the, you're, you're, you're looking, you're not looking at um, Gale Agbasumande passing to Mix Discarude, passing to Juan Agudelo, as you have in the past. These, are, these kids are at a higher level than those kids were when they were coming up. Um, and you know this, it, I, I feel like I feel like there's a real sea change. Of course, everybody's gonna always say that, but um, it just it just feels like no, it's actually the time, happening. Dude. And I think now's we the time. Wanted, These kids are great. The time, and we we've for so long on this show been looking for that. Even 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 in the Jurgen era, we were looking for some turnover, and we're getting That's it. That's right. Now. We're finally getting it. So don't be a wet blanket, American soccer fans. Enjoy this moment. We get to see what we have been asking for. This entire time, uh, frankly, and and uh, now we get to see if it works and if we were right yeah. that if you give these kids chances, they get better than they would have otherwise, and the team yep. still plays good. So let's find yep. out against some decent decent opposition in Orland or Orland. <laughs> Up in what our. What even accent is that? That is certainly oh, not boy. an Irish accent. We're, we're off the rails at this point. <laughs> we got it. We we should call it. Uh, Let's do a quick little hopes and fears. Now I, I, I feel like I've I've talked I've talked my face off about this four four three that I want to see. <laughs> I, I I love it. I love it. I love the system. I love that the U.S. is is finally on the verge of just having a thing, having a style. We press high. We we make the game hard for you. Nobody wants to play against us, home or away. And we always come out with this with this shape that we're well drilled in since since the kids are playing in the youth teams it's it's great it's like finally some things come into fruition like the the end of a long project you've been working on you know yeah. see all those pieces coming together yeah, man. and, and this I'm is gonna... just like oh it's it, it's great to see and i i i, I want to see it more and i, I want to oprah dream I, bigger and say i hope for more keaton parks i hope i I'm, I'm gonna put i'm gonna throw out my my prayers and positive energy right now to to those those individuals who are right now making difficult choices in obscurity to try to make it to this place, to this platform. Exactly. I just want to say exactly. to them, you got this. You can do this. Believe in yourself. And you will. You, you, you know, someone out there is going to be an enormous part of the development of soccer in this country who is the same age as these kids who we don't yet know about. So I'm hoping totally. for you, kid. Absolutely. I'm hoping for you. I love that. And uh, yeah, so, so 
my hope is is that there are uh, people watching who are inspired and are yeah. excited by by this team that the team can the the performances of this team can be more than just getting reps for these young players themselves but being a signal of the you know changes that are happening and of the of the new Nats. So I think there's a new Nats and uh and you know I'm pumped. I'm pumped. We're, we're in pole position. We're I think we're favorites for 2022 already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually we're the only ones who, we're the only ones who've sent in all the paperwork already. We, the other teams aren't even practicing for 2022. Like they they're going to have to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. I love it. Uh when you know when when you're hanging out and then the sun comes up and you realize, dang, what an epic night. I can't believe I made it here to the morning. Whoa. I also like it when, uh, um, when I see my, my lovely neighbors walking their enormous dogs. Uh, they just seem so jolly and, uh, you know, I'm a little jealous, but uh, I'm happy for them. I have enormous neighbors with a lovely dog. <laughs> I have enormous neighbors <laughs> with tiny dogs. <laughs> Yeah, and oh, uh, so I super dumb. dig when um, when a, a, a sports ball is pumped to the perfect pressure. But I don't like any mm. of that stuff Tut. as much as I Tut. love the Nats. Let's go, boys. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Stay tuned for the awesome interviews. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Josh Sargent, pre-game. It really seemed like there's a ton of adults here. I mean, it's a lot of young guys, so it's a really cool feeling being around a lot of guys that are somewhat my age. Yeah, totally. uh, Can you speak to the way that the U.S. has played as you've uh, transitioned through different age groups? The 17s, the 20s, the senior teams. Yeah, I mean, I think the U.S. definitely tries to keep a constant theme throughout all the teams. No matter if it's a U14 team or the men's team, I think I think every team tries to structure it after uh, the men's team. Right, right, right. And how like how well drilled are you in particular? You know, your particular role in the center Is there a theme that all the coaches hit on? Yeah, I definitely think that I'm pretty used to the role that the nine is supposed What's your favorite part of the role? Scoring goals. <laughs> Second favorite. Sorry. Sorry. Um, no, I mean. I think our defense definitely starts with me, so um, I have to be the one working hard and trying to make it as predictable as I can for the team behind me. Um, what are you most looking forward to about tomorrow? I mean, I know it's going to be a great game and a great atmosphere, so hopefully I can get my first cap and make everybody proud. And for the year in uh, at Puerto Bremen, what are you looking forward to? Uh, yeah, so... It was a little weird when I first got there since I couldn't play games, so definitely done watching it on TV. I hope I can play some games. Have you been able to train with the first team while you've been there? Um, and what's the, the biggest thing that you notice when you move between, uh, you know, practicing with the teams and practicing with the teams? Uh, definitely, obviously, the physicality is huge, but I'd say the biggest thing is probably speed of play. Uh, you can just tell everybody's minds are working a lot faster and they're a lot used, a lot more used to playing. And being in Europe, what's, is there a, a shift in philosophy and mentality when you're playing, you know, in youth camps here, or teams here? 
is there something that they ask you that's different? Are there, are there prompts that they give you that are different? I mean, I think the biggest thing is their mentality, just going into every training, like, it's their way of life, so they're very serious about everything. I think that's one thing the U.S. could get a little better about, but I think it's developing really and when, how's your transition been uh, just as a person living overseas so young, changing lifestyle? Yeah, definitely, I've definitely had to mature a lot quicker than I thought I would, but it's been a good process. I mean, I wouldn't take anything back. Yeah. Uh, can you go out to drink in Germany? Is that a, Yeah, is that it's legal thing? over okay. there, yeah. <laughs> So not with the national team, but yeah, maybe with some <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Thanks, Josh. Thank you. Josh. Post game. Thank you. I appreciate it. I just spoke to your family. Okay, cool. Uh, you got a lot. I do, yes. A lot of representation. Yes. They, they came hard. They're strong. Yes, of course. Um, tell us about your upbringing. What was it like uh, uh, as a kid? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, <laughs> as you saw, my family is uh, is there for me to support me, and and uh, you know they're always there, all my games and everything, and you know they wouldn't miss this opportunity for for myself. Uh, so they drove, you know, all the way. Some flew, you know, and uh, it was it's just it's it's an unbelievable feeling for me to have them here, and I'm very you know proud and happy that they could they could come, you know. Uh, a couple of your cousins and your brother said that they used to kick your ass at soccer. <laughs> what do you have to say? About that? Hey. Um, no comment. <laughs> Thank you. Tim Wea. Post game. What's it gonna take to break through at PSG? Just hard work to be honest. Just hard work, determination, perseverance to be honest. And what makes you stand out? Obviously you've been performing at a level that's uh, that's that's high in the youth teams work. What kind of uh, things have you been doing? Um, just the basics, to be honest, as a young kid, just, you know, going back into my corner and just, you know, watching the watching the older guys, how they do their thing, how they play, just trying to learn off them. And I think that's what what is really helping me. And I've matured so much over the over this past year. And, uh, and uh, I think I showed that in the second half, that, you know, composure. And even though I missed in the first half, I came back and got my goal. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Novakovichis and the Parksies. <laughs> All right. So yeah, aside from him not scoring, what do you think? It was a great game, you know. Everyone played well. Good to see the new guys, young lads, get in and show how they're working and hard and putting in the work. And how are you all related? Uh, I'm his cousin. Nice. I'm his brother. Nice. nice. I'm his cousin as well. It's just crazy to think that we were like when we were all kids, we were playing in the backyard, yeah, you know, competition. Yeah, now yeah, we're out here exactly. watching him on. Did, did any team. of you kick his ass when you were kids? Always. Oh, right here. Yeah. Me. <laughs> two right brother, here. No, his no. brother and his older cousins. This, this is our team. team. We never lost. So. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> what, was he that prolific? Huh? Hi. How are you? Good, man. How are you? We're doing how, a podcast. Yeah, we're we're recording for my podcast a little bit. Oh yeah. About Andrea. Very cool. Yeah. Huh. Family, uncle, grandpa, 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 every tournament, every every game. Everything. Nice. It's, it's yeah. either him, me, mom, brothers, cousins, everywhere, everywhere we go. The biggest thing is family. Friends, friends, family, yeah. yeah. And you some all of us are the Wisconsin area. Yeah, yeah. Outside, outside of Milwaukee, suburbs. Muskego, Wisconsin. 
Shout out Mosquito. <laughs> you're, you're getting ripped. Oh, well. Hell yeah. So what, what's next? Is he going to go back to Reading? You know, no, tear it up? He's going to have to go back and just look at how, what teams are interested. Yeah. What Reading thinks and everything. But we'll see. You know? well, Thanks so much. Good luck to him and to all you. So, uh, tell us how, how are you all related? Dad? Dad, mom, brother, sister. sister. I couldn't tell and the family relation. Yeah, yeah. Aunt. Nice. Great, great, great. And the height. Right. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Coaches. It's a dumb question, but how does it feel? Pretty awful. seeing the kid, you know, at home, probably breaking things in the house, kicking soccer balls around and all that and yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. I have two little ones, I can only imagine, you know, I if I if I saw my kid do anything like remotely competent, I would be like extremely psyched. So that's way more than remotely competent. Um, what do you think what do you think's next for Keaton at, at Benfica's? I think he's going to get a lot more opportunity yeah. to, to play with the A game. They've had some turnover, so he should get to. Uh, he already trains with them a lot. Right. And um, so I think they're just going to give him a nice hard look, and he should probably get a lot more opportunity. All right. All right. And what happened? I know a little bit about his story going over, but what was the the impetus? What made him decide to, to take the plunge and do it? And he was at a really small team before. To go to Portugal? You to mean? go to Portugal, to, yeah. Oh. Um, so his coach has uh, some family and some connections over there. So um, they had, saw an opportunity to go over and train with some clubs, uh, give them an opportunity to see how he would like it, see how they would like him. So that kind of opened the door. Got wow, wow. Uh, do you think that's a, a door that's open to more players and, and players don't try, or is it just that he's a really special talent? I mean, I think if kids want to try it, they, they could get that opportunity. If you, if you notice, there's a lot of the... 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds right. are over in Europe totally. now. Right, right, right. right? The, whole, the whole U20 squad, right. I think in the last World Cup, like all but two of them play in Europe. Right, something right. like that. Yeah, a, exactly a lot. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot more these days. So I think kids are realizing go take the plunge. Right. Because you can get in at a little bit lower level, you know, instead of just jumping into MLS yeah. or something yeah. over there. So you get more opportunity to work your way up. And there's more league. One last question. I'll let you get on to your celebrations and all that. Um, but I'm wondering if the, the Olympics are coming up. That would be an important tournament that Keaton would be age eligible for. What would that mean as a, as a parent? To Obviously, it would be huge. Any opportunity that he gets to, uh, to play, represent this country, would be, would be enormous. So we just encourage it, whatever he wants to do. Uh, all the dreams that he's you know, trying to fulfill. So uh, it would be huge. That's great. Congratulations. Thanks for taking the time. You had the idea to go over to Portugal. Is that the right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what gave you that it idea? Was a, no, I was there before, so I played professional soccer, and um, since I had him, I told him that I will take him over there. Cause I, I was there, had experience before with the team, so I knew, I knew the market, I knew the people, and I knew several people in the world. You know, after playing professionally in many years, also in my national team. Really? So I, um, I saw that he was a talented player, right. and he, you know, I, I said to him, if God gives you health and you go all the way like that, you will, you will make it. 
because you're, he was a special player. What made him stand out at that age group? Oh, he was he was uh, he was a um, a very creative player, and and what I did with him is not touching his creativity. Not, don't ruin it. Do not yeah, right, right. do not ruin him. Let him be. Let him dribble. Let him abuse. Let him have fun. Do not steal his creativity and focus in technique. That's what we did. And I heard I heard tonight that he wasn't tall. As a he, was, kid, he was, he was like a five. He was like a five one, five two, five three, and uh, everybody could tell him all. Oh, but he's short, and I said to to that group by the time I said, "Look, he's short now. Yeah. You need to start seeing, you know, him for the future." And nobody pay attention. But, but you know, I understand also the fact that they're looking for players in that moment for competitions that they have to go right. and, and, and compete. Right. You know, in that very right. second. But at, the, but at the end, one of the things that you need to know is if you see a talented player that is above everybody, you need to keep an eye on that one and follow him up. Right. So, you know, uh, people decided not to do it, but I already had a plan for him. Right. And so, and that, you know, and it worked out. Do you think more young American kids should go overseas? Look, what I can tell you is this. The academy is doing a good job. Now the academy could do a better job, and and the reason I'm saying this is because I know a hundred percent. Look, I'm not telling you 99 percent. I'm telling you a hundred percent. There are more players like him out there because because if if you stop and think for a second that we have in under 17 around four million registered players in the United States. You have to assume that we have more players out there because Uruguay has three point something people <laughs> in the country. So when we say, well, we we have identified all the players, that is not a that is not a true it's not a true statement. You know, the, the true statement is they try to identify, they do identify a lot of very good players, but they still have a lot of players out there that will not be identified ever. Right. For many reasons, right. so so it's it is our job to go out there and try to find those players, you know. So I tell you another one that was like that. It was Jose Torres that was in the national team, and then Jose Torres. I had him when he was young, and then he uh, he went to Mexico, and they took him. And then the national team here was fighting for him, and then he decided to play with. So he plays for Tigres now. But uh, yeah. but the reality is that we have more, right? right. You know. So uh, and what's the team called that you coach? Well, I'm the director right now of uh, American Academy of Soccer, okay. and uh, we're developing, uh, you know, players the way that we believe is the proper way, which is, you know, pretty much similar of what, you know, uh, what we're doing over here in the United States. But uh, what I personally do in my coaches is I always tell them not to force the players to do things, just to let them do things. We're there to facilitate. We're not there to change them. We're there to polish them and to help them out to make, to become much better players, and and that's what my club is about. Great, great. You know? um, and your name? My name is Armando Pelaez. All right, so you can look it up. And uh, where can where can people find information about this team if there's kids you know in that area who see yes, someone you know from I, you know to be honest with you, I'm not looking for a propaganda or whatever. <laughs> but the reality is that's what I've been doing that the whole time. You know, okay. I I just go and try to develop players you know, to their potential and, and try to allow them to be, to have fun, 
to, you know, but to be disciplined. Right. You know, having fun doesn't mean that you're going to go and fool around. Having fun is that you enjoy, you have the passion. You don't want to stop playing because you really love it. But when you become too much structure, then you start creating robots. And that's the problem that we're having over here. And this is just the start. Yeah, and, and you know what I'm happy is that what I saw is a, a, lot, of, a lot of young guys that were very good players, yeah. you know, and, and that's what it counts Great. these days, you know. Great. Thanks for your time. All right. Appreciate Take it. care. Thank you. Thanks, everybody.